0: Well, welcome to episode 45 of the Make a Difference podcast. Today, we got to speak with Alicia Miller, and it was a really lovely conversation.
1: It really was. It really was. It's complete side note. I'm sharing this now with you in the audience. Uh, I had a friend growing up named Alicia Miller, and she actually looked like Alicia Miller. And but it's not the same one. It wasn't her, but she literally looked like her. Interesting. Like, anyways, Alicia Miller. Founder yeah. of Alicia Squared. Alicia Squared LLC. New really?
0: entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, new entrepreneur birthed during the pandemic. Yep. So, so coming out of the flames, she's go get her. a go get her. You know, she spent a lot of time in corporate space and grew tired of not being able to really help to the capacity she wanted to have some intimacy with people she's serving. And things lined up, the timing worked out, situations with you know her and her, her husband they worked out in terms of the timing of their life for her to be able to do it. And she took the leap. And, and, and guys, if you're actually in the spot of thinking about starting a business or just starting a business, or maybe you're one year into it or two years into it, like she's going on her second year, I think you're really going to love what she has to say, because I think Farah did a great job of really getting her to hone in on you know what she had to think about, what she had to go through, what move does she have to make? Like what didn't she know looking back at it? You know, now she you know, she would tell someone in your position, hey, this is what you need to think about. So if that's you, you're gonna love this podcast. And if that's not you, you're still gonna love it because she's a an entrepreneur who's getting after, making the most of her time trying to give rather than take.
0: Agreed. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Please remember to hit us up if you have questions, comments concerns, or if you know somebody who would be a great guest on the Make a Difference podcast, please get in touch with us. And as always, go out and make a difference today.
1: Mm -hmm. What's up, everyone? This is another episode of the Make a Difference podcast, episode 45, to be exact, along with my co-host Farah. And today we have the pleasure of connecting with alicia miller now the whole heart behind this the whole heart behind this lovely idea is telling the stories of people who are doing positive things in the world trying to make the best use of their time instead of tearing down the world around us and our guest today i met her in the most random of places (laughs) i met her in a cemetery we you know i i forgot i think i just turned around and you were there and I said something to you, but we were both um, visiting the the those the people we love who are no longer with us. We were at our headstones, and um, we we began to chop it up a little bit. And turns out she's an entrepreneur, doing a lot of different things. And so we were like, let's let's get you on the podcast and let's talk about it. Let's connect with you um, as an opportunity, selfishly, to get to know her a little bit more, and then. Um, selflessly for you guys to get to know her a bit more. So Alicia Miller, entrepreneur, wife, um, person who's been on a journey. Welcome to the Make a Difference podcast.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Darius and Farah for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to being on here since Darius and I had, um, as you said, that serendipitous meeting at Grandview Cemetery (laughs) um, a few months back. Um, I'll start with there are no such things as coincidences in my opinion. So um, I was just thankful that, you know, you approached me, which is not really a place where most people are interacting. Truthfully, people are just there to, to do their thing with the people that they're there to see. But just so you know, I always pay my respects now to your headstone that you are that you're there for every time I'm there. So anyway, I just want to thank you for Um, approaching me that day and it led us here. So um, yeah, as you said, my name is Alicia Miller. I am an entrepreneur in the Northern Colorado area. And I actually launched my business, which is called Alicia Squared. LLC to be exact um in March of 2020 so at a time which you know most people's reactions are oh, i'm so sorry i came you launched the beginning of a pandemic and all of that and it's like i did but guess what it's made me <laughs> so resilient um and strong and i'm still standing right here in 2021 going on a year and a half later and just exploding so it was a great thing for me i learned so much um luckily i have a lot of grit from my journey and so it just made me better stronger and the whole um coming out of it the whole reason behind what i'm doing is to truly help other people and and be that person that you know either you can learn from my mistakes i can be a sounding board i can provide consulting things like that that i do in my business but i'm just here to really serve others i have a servant heart and so um I was, uh, I stepped out of the corporate journey um, in 2020 to launch my own business. And so the premise of Alicia Squared is that I provide virtual contracted support services for other businesses. And it basically started as sort of like a virtual assistant kind of premise. Um, I was coming out of 16-ish years in corporate insurance. And um, just to give you a little bit of my why behind that, I... I one just never really fit into the corporate world. I uh, I like to live outside the red tape. So being in corporate insurance it was it was constricting. It's a lot of time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a little constricting, but I learned so much from there and and from that, you know, is why I was able to to step out on my own, but I really wanted to do something on my own terms in my own way and the the red tape in that industry that I really hated was I couldn't help people the way that I really wanted to. And so in my last role in insurance, I've done every side. I did underwriting. I did claims on a national basis. I did pre-litigation. I was settling claims across the country between every carrier under the sun doing really cool, amazing things, Um, but I just wasn't fulfilled. Um, And so that coupled with the fact that I don't have parents that are getting any younger and my husband retired in October, 2020, serving 20 years in the air force. So uh, it was just this, this perfect timing, right. Um, to, to branch out and start something that I could have a little bit more flexibility and fluidity to, to live my own life, you know, with my family and all of that, but also make a difference in the lives of others. And so, Anyway, what I offer in my my main business is uh, really evolving more and directed to being in sort of a contracted chief operating officer. So like a COO role for the small guys. So even solopreneurs ready to expand. Um, to get to that next level, it really takes a team, right? And so I I like to call myself a business owner's best friend, a business owner's other half, and help them with some of those um, those decisions to help them scale. So COO role um, mixed with HR. So I have a degree in organizational management and human resources, and so I or I like to call it people operations. So um, I love helping the owner and the people, and so that's sort of a little bit about my main hustle. And I don't know if you want me to just go right (laughs) on into all the other things that sort of go with it. But
1: (laughs) at at some point I do, I want to talk a little bit about um, what was it about the insurance side of things that you were like, man, this isn't really scratching the itch in terms of how I want to connect with people. What was it?
2: Yeah. So um, to give you a little back, you know, for 10 years, I was on the total corporate side. So I wasn't dealing with consumers or people directly at all. You know, it was all the back end insurance, really, really exciting stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, understanding policy language and all that fun stuff. So I I then evolved into a claims role where I was still indirectly working with consumers. Um, but I actually was handling rental car claims. So people that that damaged uh, and damaged is using the word loosely. People do a lot of very odd things with rental cars. Um,
0: (laughs) I, I literally can only imagine the types of things that you saw and heard and witnessed. (laughs) Yes. And I did like countrywide basis. So
2: I've seen, I've seen seen it all. So um, then from that role, I then moved into an agency role. So like, you know, an agent that's working directly with the consumers, right? Which was the thing that I loved about the role, but it was the hardest part because I felt like the bad guy constantly. You know, I'd have these people at my desk constantly going through these really unfortunate circumstances and my hands are tied to corporate policy, no insurance policy, you know, the rules. And it got really hard for me it got really hard for me to, to be limited in how I could help people.
1: For sure. Yeah, for sure. I
0: can understand that. And we've all, and everyone listening, we've all had that insurance claim where it's just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so
2: much of that, you know, is because, well, you know, you didn't have the right coverage for like 10 years. There's literally nothing I can do yet. I have, you know, I have, for example, I had, you know, a client who he was about 80 years old and he, his car was wrecked. He didn't have the right coverage, but he was stuck. I mean, he had no one else to, to help him, no other means of transportation. And in his instance, I was able to make some calls and, you know, make some things happen for him, but I couldn't always do that. And it was just hard for me. It was really hard for me. It wore on me. And, you know... I was ready to kind of take some of that into my own hands, I guess.
1: Mm, for sure. Now you said, you. Know, I mean, you alluded earlier to having, you know, you a, a servant heart, right? A servant heart. And yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense given that what you just shared, but where did that come from for you? Is that a product of your childhood choices along the way, combination of all of it? Where does that, that perspective of, you know, I want to serve as opposed to, I want to take, come from for you?
2: Yeah, it's definitely, I think that whole nature versus nurture thing. I think it's certainly ingrained on me in a genetic level. I mean, it's just part of who I am. Um, I've always poured out into others. I always, I, I I get my fill from being there for others. It actually sort of really makes me uncomfortable when people are like, well, what can I do for you? I'm like nothing, just let me help you. Um, <laughs> so uh, from that perspective, I think it's just part of who I am, but I also was raised in that sort of environment. Um, my dad has always been that guy, right? Like last penny in his wallet, whatever, he's going to give that to someone else. My dad would stop on the side of the road, we everything. So it, he's always shown me um, that giving spirit. Not that my mom didn't either. But my dad would have the cur- you know, he would be the guy that would come up to someone in the cemetery. And just, you know, you look like you need something. Can I help you? Um, it's certainly landed him in some some situations too, right? Because not everyone that you give to necessarily is ready to receive it, or maybe even deserving of it at that time, to be frank. So anyway, um, it comes with its challenges. You know, you can help the wrong people, but um, he's always just ingrained that in me um, to give back to others, and so I think coupled with my spirit, it just it it's what I love to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now you, you have a husband. What's the name? Of, who's your, what's your, yeah, what is your husband's name? Matt. Matt, 20 Matt. Yep. Matt, year veteran. Um,
2: yeah. Thank you, about, Matt, for your service.
1: Come on, Matt.
2: <laughs> right. Semi-retired at 38. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you've, you've been married for a while now. Now tell, yeah. share with us a little bit um, the importance of a supporting spouse, you know, in the middle of you know, he's in his own transition in his own right. You're stepping into a transition. Um, Just share a little bit about the support of a spouse and how important that is when you're starting a business.
2: Oh, gosh. It's key. Um, It's key because, you know, it started with, we, out of his 20-year career, we were together for 14 of that. So, you know, I was not a spouse that whole time, but we were together, living together, all of that for most of that time. We've been married this year, seven years. So um, let's go. You know, yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, so it, it started there, right? Because that is, and I will preface this. My husband did not deploy. We didn't have to move around um, like so many other military families do. So I'm very blessed and fortunate for that, but you are, you are, you live and, and die by the government, you know, you're at their hand and um, you don't really have a choice. So, you know, I had to learn quickly how to be that support and and live, you know, my career that would fall in suit with that. So we've had that um, sort of understanding and that dynamic throughout our whole relationship. And so when we knew, you know, we knew when he would be retiring, when he would be getting out, we had that set date. Um, I think inherently, I knew that I could take that opportunity to then branch out, right? I was sort of limited before I couldn't. And quite frankly, I mean, the virtual, having a virtual business just wasn't really a thing until all that recently, right? So um, knowing that he was going to retire, coupled with the fact of technology was changing, opportunity was changing, you know, opportunities to be an entrepreneur were vastly greater than we even were when we first got together. So anyway, I knew, um, also because of some things happening with the health of my parents and all of that, all of that, it was just sort of a perfect storm to, to get out of that. Um, so it was sort of like switching, you know, he was ready to, to kind of step back and do his own thing and, and support me in that. But I will tell you, um, it's still completely different from military life. <laughs> the entrepreneur life, um, you know, you're not, no one's forcing you to do anything, but if you aren't every single day out doing things, working, unavailable, having to just shut myself off. It is, it's really difficult. It's really a difficult life. Um, You know, and my husband is incredibly introverted and I'm incredibly extroverted. So those types of things fill my cup too. So I like to be at events and out meeting people and networking and all of that. I, I naturally fall into that world and he's kind of like, Ooh, um, that's a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I, he comes to things, but it's still not his favorite thing. So I, I owe, you know, so much to him for supporting me in that. And, you know, he's had a lot of lonely nights and (laughs) just I'm drained you know, come home and it's, it's hard. It's really hard to find balance as an entrepreneur. Um, Darius, I know you have children. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. We just have a fur child, which fair. I know you, you can relate to that. Um, But just being able to balance family and all of that while running a a successful business, right. And especially me being, I'm now in my second year of business, but really the first three years are boots on the ground. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're grinding. Every single day, if you want to be successful, particularly if you want to scale, right? That's part of why I'm already rebranding into sort of a targeted COO HR role, because even being an assistant, you know, just having a couple clients, I was like, I just, I want bigger than that. You know, that's just, mm-hmm. that's not going to fill my cup either. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, he's been on the ride 110% the whole time. So it's just a lot of communication and, and grace.
1: <laughs> mm. You got to talk about the, talk about the gr- the grind a little bit. So, you know, the, the reality is, is we've spoken, Far and I've had the privilege of speaking to several entrepreneurs over these few months. And, um, you all have a similar sentiment, which is like, there isn't really a balance. You know, you just go from either arena being fully present in both, you know, you're not necessarily trying to juggle and balance it. Um, But I want to hear about, I would like us, I would like you to share with us just that first, that first year of business, you know, establishing a business, how hard was it? Like, did you, what skills did you have to learn? And like, yeah. How did you have to change? Cause you essentially have to change who you are you to do. get us, you know, so talk about that.
2: Yeah. I, it's funny. I mean, people who knew me five years ago, you know, that know me today or 10 years ago or however, just sort of astonished about the evolution. Right. Um, it's just so much different when it's all on you, right. When, and what it takes to get there. Right. Like it's cool. Like we all can go and form an LLC with the state. It's 50 bucks. It's really easy, but then what? Right.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Well then you got to come up with the name and then you got to come up with a logo and then you have to have a website and then you gotta have social media. Well, how the heck do you even get your first client? You know? Um, and so I sort of had a plan and I sort of didn't, um, you know, no, I The skills that I gained from my 16-year career in corporate, I mean, there's no price tag on that. That's why I can step step up and evolve from being in a virtual assistant to this role because I know I was a corporate trainer. I understand the operations of an organization on a bigger level and all of that. So I can bring those skill sets, but it's different to sit in front of someone and and ask them to pay you for that. <laughs> You know, it's a huge step. And so, yeah, you have to, you you have to evolve. So, you know, my first client started off as like managing an inbox and and that sort of thing, um, which you can also outsource out of this country for like $2 an hour, right? Well, can't live on that here. So um, I, I already alluded to the fact that I started off as just doing assistant, evolving into, you know, doing more of consulting, Retainer work. Well, how can I also then offer this value ladder of not just consulting, but products and services? And so it's a constant evaluation of what you're doing, market research, what's working, what's not. I have had failures. I mean, I've had to bow out of client relationships because, you know, either it's not working for me, it's just not working. And that's really easier said than done when you're in the moment and you're like, I need money (laughs) to keep this going, but it doesn't, it doesn't align with, with what I'm trying to do. So, um, but yeah, it's a seven day a week kind of gig, you know, I'm I try to be up around five and I'm up late and I'm working and putting family stuff in between and utilize I live and die by the calendar. (laughs) You have to, but... Yeah, um the the dedication and commitment to do that every day is just something until you've done it it's it's really hard to explain. Um I recently brought on my I have an assistant so I've scaled my business to another person and then it really changes when someone else is, is relying on you to succeed, right? Their success, you know, is dependent on yours. And so um, self-awareness is huge. Like you got to dig into your, it, it has pushed me. I mean, part of why Darius, you saw me at the cemetery that day. Right. I got to push past some things that were holding me back, you know, and I've got to address the things within me before I can go out and, and have a successful business and then, you know, be a light to others on top of that. So I think I sort of rabbit trailed off your question.
0: <laughs> no, it's no, good. it's, it's good knowing, knowing now what you know, and having, you know, been two years into this journey in this process, is there anything looking back at the, at the moment you decided I'm quitting my corporate job and I'm going out on my own and I'm doing this? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Anything that you learned along the way? And I'm only asking this because of course, like, Hindsight's twenty twenty, and we all could go back in time and be like, right. "Of course, I would have done this differently." But yeah. I'm asking this question for our audience and potentially anybody in our audience that's listening, that's thinking about starting their own thing. Um, that's my purpose for asking that question: is is maybe you know, what's your hindsight twenty <laughs> oh, yeah. twenty?
2: No, I mean, <laughs> there's more than one, but
0: <laughs>
2: I think um, for me personally. I am very much an independent self-starter, all of that. You know, I'm good at researching and I can, you know, I know how to use resources and all of that. And that's great. There's so many out there, but there's almost too many, right? So I think there's a balance of equipping yourself, knowing your resources with the tools, but you've got to surround yourself with people that have either been there or that are in the same place as you and surround yourself um, with other, also like-minded, right? I I think that's important. You know, people that are going to encourage you either because they've been there or they're in the same spot and they, they want to be better. So I think I, you know, I inserted myself into circles right away, but I still should have been more open, you know, about my struggles or my questions. Um, you know, it's what I'm bad at. (laughs) I I suffer in silence. I struggle in silence. I think it'll just figure itself out. So I think just one, inserting yourself with, with the right circle, you know, have a mentor, have a coach, something like that. Have more than one, if you can, Um, you know, don't, don't even limit it to just one, but surround yourself you know, with someone who's been there, but then a network of people, you know, other entrepreneurs that are in the same struggle as you, because you'll find, right. And as I've learned to just talk about things that most of us are in the same boat, right. Most of us have those same questions and usually we can resolve it by talking about it or, Hey, I know a person, you know, that's, that's going through that so um, it's kind of funny you mentioned that i've had i have a second business spawning right now um, with a business partner of mine and we're going to be startup consultants because we have all these people coming to us right like okay you're doing it how are you doing it how you know help me i want to start a business and we just want to help other people thrive and you know avoid some of those mistakes
0: that, that we, and many, many others have, have fallen into. So. You mentioned, um, thank you. That's awesome. You mentioned that one of your weaknesses, uh, I shouldn't call it a weakness. I don't like that. One thing that you can improve upon. One of your areas of growth. Thank you. I I hate the word weakness. I think that that's just a bunch of BS anyway. One of your areas of growth, thank you, Darius. <laughs> one of your areas of growth might be to allow yourself to ask for help, to not suffer in silence, not struggle in silence. I think yeah. that there's a lot of people out there like that. I'm one yes. of them. Yeah. I I'm um, so one, I think the first step is becoming self-aware enough to recognize that that's you. <laughs> but two, I'm curious. A harder step, actually. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I agree. Um, but I'm curious you know, because you've taken that step. And so you, you recognizing, you know, that that's an area that you need to grow in. I'm curious um, for maybe some other people listening who might also be in that boat. What have you done over the last two years to help yourself grow in that area and to be more comfortable asking for help and embracing the people who are in your life that say, Hey, pick me. I want to help you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Part of it is one, putting yourself in situations where you can, right? So like I've mentioned, I'm in various networking groups. Um, I'm heavily involved with a chamber. Um, I have another project going on. I'm just constantly meeting people, right? And um, as I get to know people, you know, that's how I kind of, I I I vibe less off a resume, more on a feeling um, kind of thing. Although the resume is, of course, important, right? It's part of the journey. But um, as far as determining who to surround yourself with, you know, it it is really a matter of getting to know that person and determining if their values align with you. But um, part of the self-awareness and the growth is inserting yourself into uncomfortable situations, Um, right? So doing a podcast, mortifies even a lot of entrepreneurs, (laughs) right. To get up here and be vulnerable and talk about like, uh, yeah, I am actually not perfect. Weird. Um, (laughs) and I think, you know, as a a woman too, right? We have this strong complex, like we can take it all on, we can do it all. And just being able to be like, you know, actually, this is all really hard. (laughs) It's really hard to juggle and being vulnerable with people. And I think it kind of starts with um, letting people be vulnerable to you. You know, that's kind of for me, um, was something that helped me was if I can be that person for someone else, I find that oftentimes people want to be that person for me too. So I think it's just putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable doing presentations, speaking, opening up, talking about those things to open up that conversation, right? Um, So I talk about mental health comes up a lot with entrepreneurs, but to get to that point, right? How do you just be like, yeah, I'm struggling? struggling with all this right it takes it takes time with people it takes time with people and situations opportunities making yourself uncomfortable but just being genuine being genuine with people and letting the guard down you're going to make mistakes some people are going to burn you down the road but it's how we get better it's how we
1: overcome Hmm, that's that's good that's good to a more practical question yeah you're in the grind, you're in the hospital seven days a week. How do you prioritize health?
2: Yeah, I will admittedly say that is one of the things I'm the worst at is myself. (laughs) I am, you know, I'm the first to have it on the calendar. But if somebody's like, hey, I need help with something. Okay, bye. Or, you know, husband's like, let's go out to dinner instead. Okay, bye. Um, So... From a practical standpoint, that's been hard for me to balance. But I will tell you what I found for me that worked and opened that door for me to be consistent and intentional about it was a morning routine. Um, So I have not always been a morning person and let alone getting up and first thing like doing something for myself or anything like that, you know, that was foreign to me. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. No, um, it's, it's what opened the door for me. So there's a practice in that. So part of it is getting up, you know, 30, 20, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, start with 10 minutes, whatever, before you need to get up and actually like, you know, if it's dad duty or puppy duty or you know you got a commute or whatever that is allowing that time first thing for you and there's an acronym within that called savers so um, s-a-v-e-r-s and so what that entails is the first piece is silence and then affirmations visualizations exercise reading and scribing And so basically taking that in whatever order. And sometimes I don't hit them all, you know, Um, sometimes I hit part of them later in the day, but being intentional, taking that time, one to just sit in silence with yourself, right? And kind of, for me, that's key. I've got to think through things. I've got to process things or I get stuck on them. So um, just taking that time for silence, affirmations, visualizations, right? Right. Who am I? Where do I want to go? Putting that in place, saying it out loud, believing it, right? I know it's a little woo-woo for people, but it really works if you take the time and dedication. And it's hard at first, right? Because you're like, sit there and try to be silent. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to go in 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, squirrel, 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 rabbit. Um, you know, it's really hard. It doesn't come overnight. But as you as you start to do it, you start to see the effects. But anyway, so exercise, whatever that may be, reading and then scribing, you know, basically journaling, whatever that is, um, that that has changed my life. Honestly, um, I I don't always get up at five every day. I don't hit every I don't hit the mark every day, but that's okay. I try to be better the next day. But that was the that was the tool that opened the door for me. It changed my day. Um, and exercise is just walking for me. I'm not like crossfitting or anything like that. You know, it, it can be, it can be simple. I mean, all of it can be simple and and you don't have to have a fancy journal, just a piece of paper, right. Um, or go on YouTube and there's affirmation, there's different tools and it doesn't have to be a whole hour. It started small for me, but I got, I got off track recently with that and everything else got off track with it. So, um, that that's a practical tool that I can give anyone really looking to, to sort of switch up that feeling of being in a rut and kind of just being in circles and not getting anywhere that it, it, it helps you find that self-awareness too. going back to that. It helps you just realize the things that you're doing that you shouldn't be things you haven't addressed maybe in your life and, you know, help you get where, where you want to be.
1: That's good, that's good, yeah, okay. A more introspective question if you have it, it may not be applicable to you, but what is your what's your like greatest fear
2: fear that's a that's that's a good one <laughs> um there are a lot of fears um when it comes down to it. And, you know, I recently just lost someone within the last couple of weeks close to me and just that feeling of being done too soon and like not leaving a big enough of an impact, you know, not using getting past myself to use my platforms to have the biggest impact and the biggest ripple. So I think being cut short is sort of my biggest fear.
1: Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think that's
2: at this time. I mean, my fears have changed, but at this time seeing, you know, where I've come, where I'm at, where I, where I'm going, where I want to be, you know, seeing that cut short and seeing that cut short for other people. Right. So seeing other
0: mm-hmm.
2: this last year being a brand new business owner, but inserting myself, you know, for example, with the chamber, the chamber in Windsor up here locally, you know, was like two months from being bankrupt last summer. It was dead, you know, and COVID was not helping. And, um, you know, I, I'm the writer for them now and I kind of stepped up, there was a new director and she was kind of like, do you want to, do this with me, and as a brand new business owner, when I'm like trying to keep my own thing going, like why would I want to step into something else that's failing? Probably not smart, but my gut told me to do it. And um, a year later, oh my gosh, we've had hundreds of new members. Uh, the town is is funding the chamber. I mean, people are flocking from everywhere because they see the energy and the heart that went into to taking that, what was dying, going to die into something huge and, and growing. Um, so I think just helping other people, right? We've been boots on the ground last year when businesses were closing, you know, I'm there cutting that ribbon. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to cut the ribbon, showing up to support these business owners, sh- coming up with ways to help them market. You know, I know that's your background. Like guys, you got to use digital presence, um, you know, because you, you may not have a brick and mortar. So how are you going to keep this thing going? Right. You know, in addition to mindset, right? What are the actual tools that you're going to do to uh, to keep this going? So... Um, I just think there's, I keep reading these quotes about, you know, people give, tend to give up right before that big thing happens for them mm. right before.
1: Let's go. Let's go. And
2: if They would have just had, you know, that right person in their corner or that, that idea or that connection. Right. I, I love being a connector. Like I meet you and what, what do you need? I know someone for that, right? I know someone who can help you. If I can't help you directly, I know someone who can help you. And I've seen people, you know, over the last two years on the brink of giving up or losing it all that dug in a little deeper and change, you know, that chapter and, and that difference and that ripple and that mark that they make and that legacy they leave. So
1: love it. I absolutely love it.
0: So you mentioned that one of your fears, especially, you know, as of recently is running out of time and not creating the impact that you had hoped because your time was cut short. So with that, I'm just kind of curious on how you want to be remembered. Like what, what does your legacy look like?
2: Absolutely. Um, Kind of, you know, a little bit of what I was just alluding to of, or in that I have over the course of this um, just, it's not about me, you know, being that servant heart. Like I, I'm not afraid to work hard. I always will work hard. So I'll keep digging, you know, for myself and, and to build this business, but it's this platform as I do that, that I have right. That, I will always help myself along the way, but who else can I bring up with me, right? There's enough to go around. There's enough, you know, there's enough of other people that do what I do. There's enough business to go around. So why don't we all band together and kick ass at what we do and make the world different? There's just been such a swing. You know, I'm 36 years old and sort of the last generation of, of analog into the digital world right I grew up without computers but they were kind of coming up, and I learned on them and so that generation of you know where this phone is becoming relationships and reality and we're losing the people and so I just want to wherever I am whatever I'm doing who else can I bring up with me as part of it, as part of the tribe, you know, as as we call it. Um, or an ecosystem, as we talk about in some of my coaching, in my coaching group and things like that. Like I want people to come to me when they need something and know that I'll help them find a way to get through it. You know, so I want to be remembered just as that that servant heart and yeah, she did great things, but she helped all she it had resources opportunity to bring up all these other people with her. Um, I recently accepted a position as on the board of directors for a new nonprofit that's coming to Northern Colorado called wow. NoCo. Um, so it's for supporting women at all stages of life. You know, we're talking about having resources to help reintroduce them into, um, The workforce, you know, if they've been out for one reason or another, if it's because of motherhood or if it's because of something tragic, um, you know, our focus is also um, awareness and helping rehabilitate those in human trafficking, right? So bringing those people, it's one thing to take people out of those situations, whether it's that, you know, domestic abuse, just depression, people have lost their way, you know? getting them out of that, but then how do you make them thrive from there? Mm -hmm. So I just, that's, that's what I'm passionate about is just helping kind of break the stigmas. You know, I'm seeing people in my age group, just right and left struggling from addiction, mental health, and then their stories cut short because they just didn't have the right support to pull through it, pull out of it, and then be great beyond that. So I just want to be known for, for helping other people succeed.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. All right. We're going to shift gears. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> we, we are going to shift gears into a, a rapid fire round. Okay. And I, fair, I was looking around like, what can I grab to make a sound? Because so last, Alicia, last time on our <laughs> podcast, we were talking about, we need a sound when it's time for rapid fire.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here, like, I I got guitars, and next time I'm gonna connect my keyboard, I got something on there. Um, but I don't have a sound, but it's time for our rapid fire round. So, okay, you so do us the honor of not thinking about these too much, right? And
0: whatever comes to your mind,
1: let it shoot, let it go. Okay, it's not a lot of them. But, okay, here we go. Favorite dog breed?
2: Oh, well, Yorkie.
1: Of, of, Is that of what course, you have? Is that what I have? Yorkie. I mean,
2: obviously. <laughs> I mean,
1: he, he or she would know if you said otherwise.
2: He, uh, he would
1: know. Okay. <laughs> All right, favorite quote that first comes to mind? Mm,
2: be the change you wish to see in the world. Such a,
1: such a good quote. <laughs> right, last book you read and finished.
2: The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod.
1: Let's go. Okay. Favorite date night spot?
2: Ooh, Old Town, Fort Collins. Just Any particular anywhere.
1: restaurant? Anywhere. All right. Okay. Just
2: being down there, I like it. But we do love Jason. She's a good one.
1: Yeah. Childhood hero. Hmm. My dad. Let's go. Last state you went to outside of Colorado? New York. All right. What up? (laughs) She's from she's from New York City. So
0: are you from New York? You're from New York too, Jerry. I like that he says she's from New York, like he's not from New York, but he's also from New York. My husband's from New York. I was just in (laughs) two weeks (laughs) ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you're from the city though. I'm not from from upstate.
0: I'm like from the suburbs,
1: kind of. Okay. My husband's from
0: upstate. Okay.
1: So okay. I'm just this saying is not, this is, this is slowing down rapid fire. <laughs>
0: but I'm just saying you can't be like she's from New York and then just like like you're also from yeah, there.
1: <laughs> you're you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay.
0: Anyway, yeah, just shout out to and shout out to New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to the whole entire state of oh, New York. Up uh, <laughs> down oh. city.
0: <laughs>
2: Almost Canada, all of you. (laughs) Almost (laughs) almost Canada. Very true.
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Sorry.
1: No, you're fine. You're good. You're good. You're good. (laughs) You're good. Okay. Next place you're going to visit outside of Colorado? That's not New York.
2: Oh gosh, I really don't have anything planned, but I think it's California.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Last but not least, I'm winging this one scariest thing that you have yet to do that you want to do
2: ooh um so i i want to uh public speak in front of a huge crowd that's my goal cool yeah that's such
0: an i mean we've had answers like skydiving <laughs> that's a really good one i like that yeah
2: that's, great. that's why i'm here you got to build the skill
1: I love Alrighty. That. <laughs> Okay. Well, Alicia, the last thing we like to have the people who uh, give us the honor of joining us is leave a parting word to our audience. Now, our audience is comprised of entrepreneurs, professionals. There's some students in there. It's a yeah. gambit. But a, a parting word from that servant heart of yours.
2: Yeah. So um, what I would say is, you know, always be working on yourself. But always be giving up, giving into others, giving back to others. If you're working on yourself and giving back, you can do anything. So don't give up.
1: Roger that. Well, this has been episode 45 with Alicia Miller, entrepreneur, wife, networking, corporate dog rebel. Dog mom. Dog mom. Corporate rebel. Sort uh, of from New York. Sort of from New York. <laughs> Recently visited New York. From New York Uh, by
0: proxy. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, Military wife, um, doer of many things and someone who is trying to use her time, energy, resources and abilities um, for the sake of others in the time that she has it while she has it. Alicia, Mm -hmm. thank you for being with us um, on the Make a Difference podcast.
2: Thank you. You guys are making a difference by
0: doing this. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you
1: mad podcast family thank you for tuning in with us and as always my lovely co-host
0: go out and make a difference today